0: Jayo Radha Madhav Kunja Bihari Gupi Janavallava Girivarathari Jayo Radha Madhav Kunja Bihari गोपी जन बलव गिरि धारी यशोदा नंदन Yashoda nandana Braja jana ranjana Yamuna tiravan Yamuna jay ola dhama kunja bihari gopijan ballav giri varadhari yashoda nandana radhajanangana Ram Ram Jayo Radha Kala Chanjira Radha Kala Chanjira Ne Jayo Radha Kala Chanjira Radha Kala Chanjira Ne jayo jagannath jayo jagannath baladeva jayo subhadra Nitai go the Hari Bull, Hari Bull, Hari Bull, Nitai go the Hari Bull, Nitai go the Hari Bull, Hari Bull, Hari Bull, Nitai Hari Bull. Jayo jayo Prabhupada 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 jayo jayo Prabhupada Jayo jayo Gurudev 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 jayo jayo Gurudev tiger prema nanda re bo om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritam Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojayan Mudhirayat Srinivas नष्ट प्रायेशु भद्रेशु नित्यं भागवत सेवये भगवते उत्तमाश्लोके भक्तिरभवति नैष्टकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नन्धानाय चा nand gopa kumaraaya namo namaha namo pankajanabhaaya namo pankajamaline namo pankaja netraya namaste Pankajangre, Guruya Gaurichandaraya. Radhika e tadaale. Krishnaya Krishna Bhaktaya. Krishnaya Tad Bhaktaya Namo Namaha. Hare Krishna. Reading from Canto One, Chapter ten, named the Depart- Departure of Lord Krishna. For Dwarka. This is text 24. I'll try to read and you can repeat. (laughs) Sabhayam sakhi anugita sat katho Vedeshu guhieshu cha guhiyavadi vihi Yae kaisho jagat atma lilaya, sajati avati atina tatra sajjate, savayam sakhi anugita Satkato. VEDESH GUIYESHUCHA GUIYA VADIVIHI YAYEK AISHO JAGAD LILAYA SRIJATI AVATI ATINATATRA SAJJATE Savayam sakhi anugita satkato Vedeshu guye shucha guya Ya e kaisho jagadatma lilaya Srija tiawati natatrasajate Sriyati Yavati. Savayayam <tinyan> Sakya Nugita Satkato. vedeshu gu yeshu cha guhiya vadivi ya ekaisho jagaratma leelaya avati atinata sajjate Savāyam sakhi anugīta satkaṁ tato. Vedeshu guhyeshu chaguhiyā vadīvihi. Yāyekaisho jagadātma līlāyā. Shrijati avati na tatra sajjate. Savayam saki anugita satkato Vede shuguye shuchaguhiya vadi vihi Yae kaisho jagadat malilaya Priyati natatra sajjate. Word to what? Saha. He. bye Also. I am this. Sakhi. O oh my friend. Anugita. Described. Satkataha. The excellent pastimes. Vedeshu. In the Vedic literatures, Guyeshu, Confidentially. Cha, as also. Guya vihi, by the confidential devotees. Ya, one who. Ekaha, one only. Ishaha the supreme controller. Jagat of the complete creation. Atma, super soul. Lilaya, by manifestation of pastimes. Srijati, creates. Avatiati. also maintains and annihilates. Na, never Satra, there. sajate becomes attached to. Oh, Magyana, sorry, translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada. Oh, dear friend, here is that very personality of Godhead who is attractive and confidential Pastimes are described in the confidential parts of Vedic literature by his great devotees. It is he only who creates, maintains and annihilates the material world and yet remains unaffected. As it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, all the Vedic literature are glorifying the greatness of Lord Shri Krishna. Here it is confirmed in the Bhagavatam also. The Vedas are expanded by many branches and Sub-branches by great devotees and empowered incarnations of the Lord like Vyasa, Narada, Sukadev, Goswami, the Kumaras, Kapila, Prahalada, Janaka, Bali and Yamaraj. But in the Srimad Sh- Bhagavatam, especially the confidential parts of his activities are described by the confidential devotees, Sukadev, devotee Sukadev Goswami. In the Vedanta Sutra, Or Upanishads There is only a hint of the confidential parts of his pastimes In such Vedic literatures as the Upanishads The Lord has expressively been distinguished From the mundane conception of his existence His identity being fully spiritual His forms, name, quality and paraphernalia, etc. Have been elaborately distinguished from the matter And therefore he is sometimes Misunderstood by less intelligent person as impersonal, but factually he is the supreme person, Bhagavan, and he is partially represented as Paramatma or impersonal Brahman. Oma timirandhasya Mirandhasya, Gyananjana Shalakaya, Chakshurun Militam Yena, Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha, Shri Chaitanya Manubhishtam, Stapitam Yena Bhutale, Swayam Roopha Kadamahiyam, Dadati Swapadantikam, Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shri advaita Gadadhar, Shrivasadhi Gaurabhaktam, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Ramo Ramo, Ramo, Hare Hare. Praying at the lotus feet of my Guru Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada, Vartaman and Purva, Guru Vargas, that may I speak few words in glorification of our dear Lord Sri Krishna. For the pleasure of the devotees and for my own very purification, bancha kalpataru vyaścha Kripa pavneveo namo nama. We'll try to discuss a little bit here. It is said that it is stated in the Bhagavad Gita as all Vedic literatures are glorifying the greatness of Lord Sri Krishna. That's what Prabhupada says in the purport that Bhagavad Gita in the Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter, and everywhere it says that you know. Krishna himself, he says that, you know, these Vedas are meant for uh, glorifying Krishna. Krishna's name, Krishna's uh, beauty, Krishna's uh, pastimes and everything about Krishna. And, uh, you know, uh, and Prabhupada again and again says, even in Bhagavad Gita and in his lectures, that the goal of reading the Vedas is to know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One may read all the Vedas, all the Puranas, but end of it, if he or she doesn't understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it fails the purpose. And uh, whenever, even in, when in this mundane world, whenever we are reading something, when we are preparing for an exam, we have something as a goal. We need to pass the exam. We need to get a job. We have a goal in life. Similarly, when we are reading the scriptures, we should have a goal in life too. Like as Prabhupada has given us the goal, it is to go back to Godhead, back to Krishna, back in the service of Radha and Krishna. But after reading so much of the scriptures, if we do not understand the goal of the of this reading, and at the same time the goal of getting a human body, then the very purpose is failed. Uh, And as Prabhupada says that, you know, eating, mating, sleeping, defending, even an animal does. So, why are we human and not animal, and how are we human and not animal? The only thing that differentiates is our consciousness and uh, If you see like for advanced devotee like Gor Babaji, when he felt that you know people will trouble him just coming and asking for blessings and things like that. He went in. He locked inside him. He locked himself in a toilet. In a toilet, and there he was chanting. I personally might have a beautiful temple and chanting, but my consciousness is not there. But an advanced, elevated devotee like Goraksheshwar Das Baba he was chanting in a toilet, and his still consciousness was intact. So it is the consciousness that d- differ us from being an animal so that's what it says that we may read many things we may read many scriptures we may become very learned but end of it if we do not understand that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead then the entire purpose of that reading is fail is failure and that's what krishna says in 15th chapter that vedishchaham so so in that he says the purpose of reading uh, the vedas is to know me to be the supreme In the next there it says that here it is confirmed that in Bhagavatam also. So it is confirmed in Bhagavatam also in the shloka. The Vedas are expanded by many branches and sub-branches. By great devotees and empowered incarnations of the Lord. Like Vyas, Narada, Sukadev Goswami, Kumaras, Kapila, Prahalad, Janaka Bali and Yamraj. Most of them are our Mahajanas. Whom are we supposed to follow their footsteps? So, and what it says, what Prabhupada is saying that this, this Vedas have many branches and sub-branches and they are given to us by Vyasadeva and Narada Muni and other devotees, the elevated devotees. And we see how Vyasadeva, he was um, so, so worried when he could see that what Kali Yuga is bringing for the people in general. And he was so worried and we see that's the quality of a great uh, devotee or a Vaishnava or a sadhu, they do not live for themselves, they live for others. He was so worried that what will happen, what will happen to this sinful Kali Yuga people. And and then they do not leave us hanging there, okay, let it, you know, let it be. They are going to be so sinful, just wrap up my own business, doing my own sadhana and go back. No, they are so merciful and worried about us that, you know, They wrote all the Vedas and, other scriptures like the upanishads but then he was not happy after writing this and we read this in the kento in the beginning Kanto 1 in the beginning parts chapters and he was so morose he was so upset and he was the word used is despondent and he was so upset and then Narada muni his spiritual master as we were discussing the other jaysan prabhu had this question that you know uh about uh, when Bhishma Dev left, from whom Yudhishthir Maharaj was giving, um, f- f- getting his uh, spiritual or in general directions. Uh, what happened? But uh, you know, when you have a serious inquiry, your spiritual master himself or a uh, representative, a bona fide representative, will come. Krishna will send to you know, the, fulfill that uh, or to answer that query to the problem so here we see that when um, vyasadeva was so worried even after writing the vedas narad muni appeared there and he says o oh prabhu and um, why are you so worried and uh, he of course he pays obeisances, he gives all the due respect to his spiritual master vyasadeva and then he says that you know i have written all this for the kali yuga people and vyasadeva says yes you have done and uh, narad muni says yes you have done it so wonderfully so what's now? He said, somehow I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel satisfied. And then, uh, then Narad Muni says that, you know, because you have not glorified enough Lord Krishna. And I was hearing yesterday, Srila Prabhupada's class, and there Prabhupada is going on and on and on about this particular point, that, you know, there the literature, any philosophy without enough glorification of Krishna, who is Achyuta. Is a dry philosophy. It's like the impersonalist. And um, then he, he went on saying that the impersonalists do so much of austerities, even more than the devotees can do. They do everything. But they, they have to come back or they have to, you know, fall down. The reason because there is no enjoyment, neither after getting their goal that, that they want to merge into the effulgence of Krishna, or here when they are doing so much of austerities. They, they don't get to enjoy. And because of lack of enjoyment, they have to fall down. That's what Prabhupada says. And But the devotees, they may not be doing as much austerities, but they are always glorifying Krishna. But glorification of Krishna itself is so beautiful, so nectarian, that that itself... The service, the as they say for the bhakti process, that the bhakti process is so sukham. Very enjoyable. When you are, your journey and the goal, both are beautiful. When we are doing bhakti, when we are dancing, chanting, doing kirtan, we are honoring prasadam, doing deity service, and everything about Krishna is so beautiful and blissful. And we are satchidanand. So our souls... Original position is, of course, we are the servant of Krishna, but at the same time, like our Lord, our nature is also feel happy and enjoy. So, enjoyment is our nature, natural state. And then, so when we do the devotional service, we get all sort of enjoyment through bhakti. But if we do not do it through Krishna, and if we are not following the dry philosophy, we will do, do it. Try to do it into Maya. And we will do what we are not supposed to. So like that, when we do devotional service, we are. this is a win-win situation. You are getting to know the tattwa, the philosophy. And also you are getting to get the enjoyment that the materialistic people are not yet devotees. They are doing. You are getting the enjoyment also the best of the both world, Getting the enjoyment and getting the philosophies. So that way, the devotees, they enjoy here also, there also. And that's the normal state for every soul to enjoy. And, Vya, uh, and Vyasadeva was told by Narad Muni that, you know, the propensity of people are anyway to do the things like uh, meat eating, uh, gambling, illicit relationship. These are the natural tendency in the human, especially the people of Kali. And if you're given chance in the Vedas, more how to eat meat, of course in a restricted way, but still if you, you know, talk about it, they will get a license. Like, you know, in the, uh, in the, it says in the Vedas. So we are doing, we are doing what scripture says. So they will get a license. So that's how Narada Muni sort of chastises Vyasadeva that now we have written, that now we have to write about Krishna, the glorification of Krishna and his devotees. And so we have Srimad Bhagavatam. So that's what Prabhupada is saying that the Vedas are given to us, but the ultimate as coming back to the main point, the ultimate goal is to know Krishna. But, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, especially, the confidential parts of his activities are described by the confidential devotees, Sukhadev Goswami. So Sukadev Goswami is giving us the confidential parts, which, which Prabhupada is mentioning in the coming purport, coming words, that, you know, in the Upanishads, in the uh Vedanta Sutras it it establishes the fact that Krishna Krishna is the supreme personality of God at Krishna, Nitya. Krishna is the supreme personality of God. That part part is being narrated and explained and described in the other Upanishads and the Vedanta Sutras. But the confidential part pastimes of Krishna are only described in Srimad Bhagavatam by his very confidential devotee, Sukadev Sukha, Goswami. In the Vedanta Sutras or Upanishads, there is only hint of the confidential past parts of His pastimes. So it's not, it's just a hint is there, but it is not completely given. In such Vedic literature as the Upanishads, the Lord has expressively been dis- distinguished from the mundane conception of His existence. So this is a personal experience back in India that time. I'm still new in Krishna consciousness that time. That time even more. So this Mataji I met, and she was, you know, uh, I had some something to do, you know. She was doing some service, and and she she is into something else, not into Krishna consciousness. And then I didn't realize her understanding or anything. I realized that they follow many rules and regulations that we do. And many things pretty similar to us. And then something happened and she told me, you know, who is the supreme? How can he, how can he take birth and how can he have a, um, uh, you know, uh, humanly body and humanly features? And that time, for the first time, I realized what impersonalist is because I was just facing one. And you know, Prabhupada has been re- writing in Bhagavad Gita and of course in Srimad Bhagavatam, but I, this was before that, before coming to Krishna consciousness, we don't realize. We feel everybody is spiritual and that's it. But then that was first time I understood, yes, there are impersonalists and that that's the way they think. So Prabhupada very beautifully, he helps us, you know, like a wonderful uh, spiritual master, he and father, he is helping us to understand what it is and what it is not and what it should and what it should not be. And uh, so, the, the impersonalist, the Mayavadis, they think that Krishna, they, that, that's what Prabhupada is saying, that they do not understand that Krishna can, and the Lord, the Supreme Personality can take the uh, humanly form and yet remain Supreme Personality of Godhead. Like, we see so many leelas of Krishna, like, you know, drinking milk from Yesho, Mother Yeshoda and running away from Mother, being scared of Mother, Mother Father and carrying the shoes on, of his father Nanda Maharaj on his head and so many playing and having fun and all the things. These are so humanly and we are also reading here in the previous verses we have read how when Subhadra was so upset about uh, Abhimanyu being killed in the battle of Kurukshetra. How Krishna, you know, stayed some more days like a, a human brother to take care of sister and also friends like Yudhishthir Maharaj who was also very morose over the um, relatives being killed. So many relatives being killed. He is acting very humanly and yet lifting the Govardhan Hill and liberating, um, you know, Nalakuvera, Manigriva. All this are not humanly. Uh, you know, normal human being cannot do it. So he is yet superhuman and human. But the Mayavadis, they do not, because they do not understand this, they think if God, if God is all pervading, how can he come to an human body? But if God is all-pervading, if God can do everything, why cannot he become a human and act as a human? He does so, so that we get attracted towards him. We are so busy in the regular things, but when we listen about Krishna, the soul gets very happy and it feels attracted towards Krishna. And it it misses its own abode, going back to Godhead. And that's the goal that comes back to him, which we have forgotten Krishna for so long. And Prabhupada says in his lectures, because we have forgotten Krishna for so long and that's why misery is, you know, the Maya Devi is troubling us. <clears throat> Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that uh, Krishna bhuli ji bhog bancha kore, maya mayatare, japotiya dhore. So forget forgetting Krishna, uh, Krishna, we are trying to enjoy this material world and what happened, Maya Devi, she, you know, She just captures us like a haunted, we gets haunted by Maya Devi. So because we have forgotten Krishna, that's the result of it. That's what Bhakti Vinod Thakur says. So the Mayavadis, they misunderstand and they have this principle of, you know, rejecting everything. Rejecting like not this, not that, not this. Everything is Maya, everything is Maya and that's why they are called Mayavadi. They think even Krishna's humanly form is also Maya. So they are negating that too, and they believe in this statement that says, um, "Jagat uh, Brahma Satya Jagat Mithya." Means the uh, world is false, and Brahma is the Brahman is the only truth. That's what Jagat uh, Brahma Satya Jagat Mithya means. Now the thing is that Prabhupada says the material world is not false, but it is temporary. It is for a short period of time. It is not eternal, but it is not false either. Otherwise, everything becomes false. Your the mayavadi, what they are thinking also becomes false if everything is false. So that's what it says that they this, they they think even Krishna's form, uh, you know, his form, his pastimes, his guna roop, everything is it's humanly. So everything that's humanly and related to this material world is wrong. Or false. So they negate that too. His identity being fully spiritual, his form, name, quality and paraphernalia etc. have been elaborately dis- distinguished from matter. So Krishna is spiritual completely in and out. Like we have two kind of body. One material outside made of the pancha and one spiritual inside. But Krishna's body is, it says in Bhagavad Gita and the purport also Srila Prabhupada very beautifully explains that how Krishna's body is always spiritual. That's why his soul and his body is non-different. And that's why Krishna never aged like we do. He always, even at the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he was 100 plus, he, he was a grandfather A great grandfather. And still he looked so young like a 16 year old. Because he has a body. His body is completely spiritual. And therefore he is sometimes misunderstood. By less intelligent persons. As impersonal. But factually. He is the supreme person Bhagavan. And he is partially represented. As Paramatma. Or impersonal Brahman. Now. In Bhagavad Gita, this example is given by Srila Prabhupada, that how sun, the sun has three aspects. The sun glow itself, and the surface of it, and the rays of it. And I have heard from a class that, you know, you can also compare. If you have seen a train, the train has the engine, and then it has the light. Now, somebody may just see the light coming in the station if you are in a station of uh, in a railway station you see just the light coming you may say uh, you may say the train is here just seeing the light but is the light is the train itself complete incomplete no it's just the light but it is a part of it similarly when you see the engine part of it you haven't seen the rest of the uh, compartments but you may say that you know the train is here is it the complete train no but when the entire train is there which includes the light and the engine, and you say this is the train, that is what it is. That's how Krishna is Krishna is that complete train, which also includes the aspect of Brahman. That's where Mayavadis are keep their faith in, and Parmatma, our our super soul. So Prabhupada gives the example of a sun. Sun has rays, and it has like the Brahman effulgence. And then the sun, that's what compared to, and then it has this, uh, surface, which is compared as the Paramatma, and then there is a deity, sun deity, sun god, and the sun entirely, that is the Bhagavan aspect of it. Then if you say sun, it includes everything, but if you just say, oh, the rays, you know, there is, it is, uh, the rays are there, the sun rays are there. The moment you say sun rays are there, there has to be a sun. Similarly, the moment you say there is Brahman, the effulgence cannot come from anywhere. It has to come from somewhere. Similarly, when you say effulgence, there has to be Bhagavan. So that's all my thoughts are on. Please forgive me if I sounded little how I'm not supposed to. So please forgive me for that. Pancha Kalpa Taru Kripa Sindhu Vacha Patita Please forgive me for the mistakes. Srila Prabhupada ki Jai Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai.
2: You notice that the people that call themselves Hindus,
0: yeah,
2: are uh, different. You
0: think people call themselves Hindus,
2: yeah, but they they, uh, they seem to have a different understanding than what Prabhupada taught us. You know, like one lady was telling me that the purpose of life is to merge with Lord Shiva, and there was. They have the same scriptures, like the Upanishads, the Puranas, the Shimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita. So, but they seem to have a different way of practicing. Like Hindu people don't uh, bow down in front of the deity, for one thing. You know, like if they come, in, if a Hindu came here, they would go and stand in front of the deities. They wouldn't pay their obeisances, They wouldn't listen to the class. They would just go straight to the god, and then. We've seen in India that Hindus, what, what's called a Hindu religion, consists of people in long lines spending uh, 10 seconds in front of the deity and then moving along. And Shaitanya Chaitanya Chaitanya Prabhupada said that uh, the culmination of impersonal philosophies, uh, impersonal philosophies culminate in what is now known as the Hindu religion. So why do the impersonalists have the same scriptures but they come to a completely different conclusion?
0: So You said that, let me get the question. I don't know if I have the answer but I may try. We can discuss that they, they read the similar scripture but they have different understanding, right? That's what you said? Yeah, and then one thing that Prabhupada says that that Prabhupada, you know, always say in favor that those who are born in India, they have this natural surrender. They understand they are not the boss. This natural surrender is there, those who are born. So whether they sur- uh, whether they bow down in front of Lord Shiva, Durga, Kali, Lord Krishna, but they have this natural tendency to bow down. So this is, when you bow down in front of someone, that itself shows that, you know, the other person is superior to you. And not only to people, but uh, not only to the demigods or God himself, but also to parents also, they touch their feet and take blessings. So these are all the humility, you know, even if it is not there, but at least, <coughs> excuse me, but at least, at least, but at least trying to be humble. This is a kind of, you know, sense that I am not the controller. That one thing that is wonderful. And the other thing is because lot of us, grew up learning things from our parents, not reading from scriptures. So we understand what they understand. And they understood what their parents understood. So this is like a parampara. Not bona fide, but it is a parampara that goes on. And uh, of course, the culture, the western culture and everything else together and now they are trying to copy things like that. That that has, you know, concocted so so many things. And um, and that's how it's meant to be, isn't it? Like you everything is it has to come to an end for Kali to appear. It has to go so bad that Kali has to appear. So that's how it is meant to be. And that's how it is going and that's what they predicted as they saw it's coming. It's it it was anyway destined to come that way. But what Srila Prabhupada has done is it is very wonderful. Actually, back in India, what I feel from my personal experience, I feel even if we are Mayavadi we don't know we are Mayavadis. What Prabhupada has done for us is, he has, that's what I was explaining, that he has told us what's Mayabad and what's not. Even a small child, even when my son was like seven year old or something, he heard somebody, one of my relatives talking, and he said, oh, he is talking Mayavad. That's what the, the you know, the though we do not discuss about it, that's the beauty of Srila Prabhupada's purport. We may skip through the translations, but the purport has the real hidden jewels. That you know Prabhupada is telling us who is what is Mayavad. Until we know what it is, we don't know. Until we, we knew what is Krishna consciousness. We we it is like a kichari. Dal, chawal, everything is together with veggies and the spices. You don't know what is what. So that's how it is. Like you don't know who is the, we think is Shivji, the prominent demigods like Lord Shiva. And in their scripture, they'll read Shiv Puran, it is described like that. But what I personally haven't read, so I cannot comment what it says exactly. But those who have read, I have heard from them, they say that nowhere it says that Krishna, uh, Lord Shiva is the supreme personality of God. They might be called as Bhagavan. even um, Dronacharya, few verses, not few verses, few chapters back was called Bhagavan. And Prabhupada, you know, so beautifully he explains that why is he called Bhagwan? Because he has some expertise. Not all expertise, not six opulences like Krishna, not complete. But, but because he has some expertise, like, you know, in uh, United Kingdom, they have some expertise and the, the king, they are sometimes called the lord. Doesn't mean he is the Supreme Personality of God. but he has some skills, he has some opulence, he has some, something which is much superior to others, so they are called Lord or Bhagavan. So like that, Lord Shiva might be mentioned as Bhagavan. Durga Devi might be mentioned as there is, uh, uh, you know, there is Shastra for Mother Durga also. And paying obeisances, we can always pay obeisances to the demigods. There's nothing wrong in it because they are much they are also serving the Lords. Whoever serves Krishna, we can pay obeisances to them. And Srila Prabhupada I was hearing recently, uh not sure who some senior devotee was telling Srila Prabhupada's disciple that uh, once during Durga Puja, which is that this time that we just passed, Srila Prabhupada paid full dandavat to Durga Devi. So it is not that that we don't, you know, we are averse towards them, but our loyalty is towards Krishna. But we need blessings from everybody, whether it is our parents, or it is the demigods, or anybody. Whoever is... Um, see, because the demigods, they, even if we don't know who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they are in knowledge that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, if we misunderstand the demigods to be the God, so it is not their fault. So, and Krishna also, you know, he says, okay, in Bhagavad Gita chapter 12, he says, if you cannot give whatever you have for, you know, give whatever, he says, give everything to me. And if you cannot do that, give it to somebody. Don't keep it for yourself. So, even if they are not giving it to Krishna, their obeisances, but they are giving it to someone else. They are being humble by, you know, paying obeisances to somebody else. Somebody who is the devotees of Lord. The demigods are known to be the devo because when they have trouble, when the demigods we see in when Krishna book and so many times when they have they are in trouble, whether it is because Indra did some mischief or something else, but they always go to Krishna. The Vishnu they go. And they pray intensely and then accordingly he directs how to do things. Samundra Manthan Leela. They were completely, completely following whatever Krishna says. He says Amrit will come. And before Amrit, so many things will come. You don't feel greedy for it. You just don't distribute it. Let the demons take it, you know. You are going to get the thing. So, for the the thing, you let go the small things. And they completely, uh, and every step they were getting stuck, they were just uh, calling out to Krishna. So, we see how the demigods, and uh, recent lecture, Srila Prabhupada is saying, that's how, uh, that's what differentiate between the demons and the demigods. Demigod doesn't have to have ten head or two head or four head to look like a demigod. The features of demigod is, or the devatas is, they surrender to Krishna. And the features of demon is, they do not surrender to Krishna. They try to enjoy everything and they try to solve every problem by themselves. So that's the difference between. So anybody, Prabhupada was saying, anybody who surrenders to Krishna is like the demigods. So, if we are, uh, you know, they say Vaishnava uh, Nami Krishna Lord Shiva is the param Vaishnava, but he declares himself some, himself to be the devotee. But somebody else's misunderstanding, it is, it is not Lord Shiva. What can he do? And then the second thing, as I said, they are at least bowing down to Lord Shiva. So that way we see that. Yeah, Does it make any sense, Prabhu? Yes, please.